Welcome to the Chocolate Cake Bites podcast. This is a podcast where we're going to discuss, understand, maybe even sometimes challenge Latter-day Saint culture. I'm your host, Ken Williams. The opinions, attitudes, ideas, and thoughts that we discuss are those of the hosts and guests. Do not in any way reflect the official doctrines or stances of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Thanks for listening, and welcome to this week's conversation. Welcome back. It's me. It's Ken Williams. I'm your host. I'm the most frequent host of the Chocolate Cake Bites podcast with my second, you may be beating Mark at this point, Annette, and that's with us again. And I have Allison with us again. Is my microphone on this time? It is on, I think. Is it on? Can you? Can I hear you? <laughs> <laughs> Mute. Delete. So our conversation last week we talked about personal revelation and um, got me thinking about a couple of things. What happens when I disagree with your personal revelation? And um, I'm going to take it away from revelation for a minute. And just what, what happens when I disagree with a decision? And I'm even going to take it away from that for a minute. Um, I'm going to start with a story. And this is, I went to a baptism recently where, and, and we've, all been to the traditional LDS baptisms. You go in, you've got the person who's being baptized in white up at the front of the room with the many times the father or whoever's baptizing them sitting in the front of the room as well. And you have grandma, grandpa all there, and they're all in, involved in the in the agenda, the program. You've got somebody who's leading the music and somebody's playing the piano, and you've got your opening song, opening prayer, and then you got to talk on baptism, and it goes pretty much the same way. And this is a super important step, and we're thrilled that you're making this decision, and all your sins are going to be washed away, and then they're they're um, baptized, and then they come back while there's while they're um, changing. There may be some music, maybe a little video, vignette, something, and they come back, and then there's a talk on the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost talk usually involves a comforter or a blanket, maybe a teddy bear, something that makes you feel peaceful, and maybe a flashlight because the the Holy Ghost, you know, is a light. It's a beacon in the darkness. And then you have your welcome from the primary, welcome from, from the bishop, and closing song of prayer. So it's that's the standard that I've seen over years and years and years uh, and years and years and years because I've been around for a lot of years in the church. And the baptism that I went to was um, had the important parts, and I'll and by important I mean there was a baptism and there was a confirmation, and there was little else. There was opening song and prayer. Okay, now we're going to go to do the baptism. So the person was baptized, and while the the individual was being was dressing, the um, person the pianist was playing some some primary hymns and it, they got through like one and a half. It was pretty quick. And okay, now we're going to move to the confirmation. The person was confirmed and the primary president welcomed, the bishop welcomed, closing song and prayer. So the talks were not there. So I just had the thought, I texted a friend and I said, so here's the agenda of this baptism I was just at. What do you think? So I'm not asking for your thoughts on on that for Allison or for Annette. Did I say Allison's here? Allison's here too. Hey, Allison. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> But let's just suppose 
And by the way, I was thrilled. I loved this baptism because I knew that I was having dinner as soon as I got home, and I got home 30 minutes earlier than I thought I was going to. And it was wonderful, and the Spirit was there, and it was great, and I just, it was a great experience. But let's just suppose that somebody makes a decision that I disagree with or you disagree with. Um, I tend to feel judgy sometimes. I'm... Well, you have to wear church clothes all day on Sunday. That's because I'm more righteous than most of the people I know. Because you're judgy, and that kind of tips the scale to even it out a little bit. Maybe that's what it is. I do wear my church clothes all day. Not because I'm more righteous than anybody, but because I want them to think I'm more righteous. (laughs) No, that's not true. So, being judgy... I. I think we talked last week about the some of the uh, hot button topics. We talked about the election. We talked about the vaccine. We talked about the mask mandates and things like that. In fact, um, Allison, it was somebody in your ward or in your stake that was talk about My that ward. for a minute. Um, she has strong <laughs> feelings about masks. Okay, and, as many people do. Yeah, and so she had been posting on Facebook and reaching out to um, the schools and I don't know who all, but like. Because she wanted, she wanted the schools to adopt her, uh, her recommendations. Yes. And so she had been reaching out to people and trying to get other people to understand why she felt this way. And the schools ended up going in this direction and she had to get off of Facebook for a while because she had been receiving some awful messages from friends and strangers who had sought her out and all sorts of people. This certainly doesn't happen in the church though. No, never. No. (laughs) So when we have a situation like that where somebody makes a decision or somebody, um, in, endorses something that we disagree with. I'm going to bring it back to myself. What can I do so that I don't feel so judgy? Stop going to church. <laughs> That's one way to solve the problem. Uh, you don't feel judgy anymore. <laughs> I still feel judgy. I'll feel judgy for myself for not going to church because other people are making stupid decisions. <laughs> Well, and the, and the judgy feeling is, and I'm just going to go with judgy because I like that word. I don't know that, I don't care, irregardless of whether it's a real word, <laughs> I'm going to use it. The judgy feeling goes, it, it is not just related to some of those hot button topics. It can be anything. It could be sacrament meeting goes 10 minutes long. Well, the bishopric should be on top of that. They should making sure they should be making sure that people end their talks on time so that we can get out, get into our uh, second hour on time. Or it could be, oh, I, I can come up with a long list of reasons that I'm judgy. I'm super good at being judgy. Allison's nodding. Yes, she knows. She's lived with me for a lot of years. Too many. <laughs> So what do we do? And don't you dare, Annette, don't you dare say, just love people. I've heard that from you enough. I want some real practice. <laughs> you should just love people. I should. Thanks, Allison. Thanks, Allison. You're welcome. <laughs> I got your back. 
I'm glad somebody's got her back because I'm just being too judgy about everything. Mm-hmm. I've heard him say some mean things about your blue hair. No, I have not. <laughs> I love your blue hair. Doesn't surprise me. So talk about, we've talked about some things. We're going to use new scenarios. Um, so Annette and I were at a funeral a couple weeks ago for our cousin and Annette was wearing sunglasses in the chapel. How yep. rude, how disrespectful. Yep. <laughs> I was. So you've never gotten any pushback for wearing those, have you? Of course. No, not any. Okay. That's sarcasm right there, by the way. <laughs> I know she's gotten pushback and. Yes, I have gotten pushed back because it's disrespectful to wear sunglasses in the chapel. So what's the alternative for you? Um, pain, nausea, dizziness, um, a whole slew of other things that I don't know how to put to word. Hmm. Just icky. Yeah. Is that the medical term? You just yes, feel icky? actually. Thank you. I, I was looking for the right word. <laughs> I've I've got some medical training, not a whole lot, but I, I do know the symptoms of icky. <laughs> <laughs> icky. I'm going to use that one more often. That's Much right. more concise. <laughs> so, what? It's so easy. It's so easy to be judgy. And I remember having conversations with with people when I was young men's president. For example, I saw a young man who was wearing sandals, and um, I had the conversation with him that that's not really appropriate. And now, with a few more years of, of um, insight and experience, I think I'm not sure I would have had the same conversation with them. So when somebody is doing something, they dress differently than we think they should. Um, they don't wear a white shirt to bless the sacrament or pass the sacrament. They don't wear a tie. I know. Shocking. They don't um, cut their hair or they have a hairstyle. We've talked a little bit about hair in the past. Annette does my hair. and She does a wonderful job. Well, she does it occasionally when when we're in the same city. The rest of the times I have to go pay somebody else to deal with this mess. Oh, sunglasses she's showing. What, what do we do when we feel that judginess creep in? Because the temptation is to say something. We talked a little bit last week about the the fact that somebody receives personal revelation that may be different or they they decide to make a decision that's that's different than what I would do. And so then the the next step of that is I feel judgmental of that. And how do I keep from saying something unkind when people are doing what in my perspective is just wrong? Like wearing sunglasses in church. Or painting their hair blue or painting. Painting. That's what they, that's Probably what you did. girls call it, right? You paint your hair. Yeah. <laughs> so, what do we do? Isn't there a quote from Bambi that's if you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all? No. But it's not as fun. <laughs> Well, Ken, you spoke to this before when you, you, I don't remember if you were just telling me, so sorry if I, I'm telling something I'm not supposed I to. I figured that I don't listen to the podcast, nobody else does either, so you can just repeat okay, it and, right. and nobody will know. 
there you had a you had an experience at one point where somebody came in to church and was not dressed the way people traditionally dress mm -hmm. for church and 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 you almost um you know called him out on it telling mm -hmm. him that he wasn't dressed appropriately that was my temptation i really wanted to yeah but instead what did you do i sat down with him and then i recognized him i recognized him as one of the kids that had been in my stake when i was young men's president and uh sat down had a conversation really just greeted him hey how's it going it's great to see you how's life he said um it's all right i'm homeless oh okay well you should go buy a shirt and tie so you can dress appropriately no i did not so like there there i think is is a good start of a discussion of, of a good answer and because if you take a minute to just hold that thought mm -hmm. and how and speak try and, and establish some sort of connection like for you after you had that conversation did you look at me i'm taking over <laughs> no that's fine because i'm tired of hearing my, my, own, my own voice i'd rather listen to you guys but when you <laughs> sat down with that young man did the feeling of wanting and of the being judgy and wanting to chastise him for dressing that way was it there still it was by gone. the end of your conversation or was it gone it was gone in fact i felt i felt empathetic I, is that the right word? I don't know. I don't remember the difference between empathy okay. and sympathy. Sure. So I felt like, um, it's like, imagine I, and I hear people um, kind of joke about this, that that uh, road rage incidents, they they feel like yelling something inappropriate if somebody cuts them off until they recognize that it's their third grade teacher or whatever. And then all of a sudden, it's not quite as important <laughs> to say those unkind things. And that's kind of how I felt my experience as I sat down next to him and I, and I recognized him. I knew his name and I realized I don't need to call him out for how he's dressed. He was separated from his wife and he was homeless and I don't know what the situation was. It doesn't matter. But um, yeah, once I, once I realized who he was and so that was a great lesson because I think I'm, I, there's a chance that I would have said something or done something that, that may have caused some, some hurt feelings. So you may continue with your podcast. Thank you. <laughs> but will I get chocolate cake for this? Absolutely. You'll get in the mail in a couple of days. <laughs> so, so I think that's the beginning. That's the first thing that we need to do is, is take a second to put that first out on the back burner mm -hmm. and, and do something different. Like, and you brought up my sunglasses incident, and I don't know how it really happened. All I know is what I remember. Mm -hmm. And what I remember was for five weeks, nobody spoke to me when I was sitting in the chapel wearing my rose-colored sunglasses that help with the light, mm -hmm. with my photosensitivity. And, and then one Sunday, somebody came up to me and said, hey, what's with the glasses? Is that like a brain thing? And I was mm -hmm. like, yeah. Actually, it, <laughs> kind it of helps. It is a brain thing. Yeah, it's a brain thing. It, it helps make it be bearable to be in this room with the lighting. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's really cool. And then I don't know what happened beyond that. As if he pulled other people, I don't really care. Mm -hmm. But then from that Sunday forward, everything changed. And then it was, you know, like oh yeah, she's it's medical. Like she's wearing that. She's not just being, you know. Of course, I had like a shave. The side of my head was shaved and it was dyed all sorts of crazy colors. And I'm wearing 
noise canceling earbuds and sunglasses in the chapel. That's <laughs> but, a, you're probably but, listening to general conference, right? Right. I yeah. was, um, I was listening to the sounds of silence. Nice. <laughs> but I feel like, so in my perspective, regardless of, irregardless of what really happened, once they had an understanding, mm-hmm. then it made all the difference. It didn't really matter that I was wearing sunglasses in the chapel mm-hmm. because they understood better. So maybe when right. maybe the answer is when you're starting to feel judgy, we need to start seeking to understand. Okay. So if I'm feeling judgy, then there's something I just I'm I'm missing. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm gonna go with yeah. I can accept that, Allison. Yeah. 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 <laughs> what should I do when I'm feeling judgy? So and and by the way, Allison has reminded me that she needs a couple full podcast episodes with yeah. CJ to correct all of the incorrect things that I've said. Correct. So now's your chance to start. Where do I start? <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, I think trying to understand is a good start. Um, like I said before, things are more complicated than we realize. And there's a lot of things we don't know that we don't know. So if you just start with trying to understand even mm-hmm. if it's something we can't quite understand starting with loving them <laughs> um the magic that's a great idea. <laughs> we're just gonna that's that's a really good start so okay here's here's the next question combining that idea loving people not being judgy but being curious um but then also we've talked in past episodes about being sensitive about the questions that we ask. So there may be somebody who's dealing with, um, it could be a, an LGBT situation, uh, either uh, gender fluidity or um, same-sex attraction, or there could be somebody who has some medical issue or somebody who has what, whatever it might be. It may not be appropriate because of the situation or because of the relationship to get that information so that we can feel, and again, I'll bring it back to myself, for me to have a conversation with somebody to get that information so that I don't feel judgy may not be appropriate. So then what? Give me an example. All right. So um, I was in church a while back. This is uh, years ago. And I see somebody that um, I had known from, my calling uh, was a youth, but this individual was female, biologically female, dressing as a male, dressing and had a full suit, white shirt, tie. Um, I knew the person, I knew the name, you know, we'd had some interaction, but I was not a close friend, close member of the family, anything like that. And so I don't know that it would have been appropriate or necessary whatever that means for me to go up and say, Hey, I noticed that you're dressing as a boy now. Tell me about that. So (laughs) I don't know, maybe that's an appropriate question, but uh, so there's, there's a situation and um, yeah. Tell me, tell me your thoughts on that. Well, that's, that's a hard one to compare if it happened years ago to now, because we know and understand so much more, 
specifically about that now than we did five years, 10 years ago, which mm-hmm. is, you know, another, that's a, like a whole other podcast series mm-hmm. in and of itself. Right. Um, but I think there's a way to say that without saying it like that, that, that doesn't seem like a, that seems a, a curious for gossip question. Okay. Instead of curious because I care about you and I love you. Okay. Question. So then you know, like now, like with the information that we have now, you could talk about like, you know, um, what their preferred pronouns are okay. and, and be respectful, you know, of that whole other thing of, you know, Hey, how's it going? What's new? You know, like that's a great, very generic uh-huh. door opening conversation to have. Okay. And that's in that particular situation. So back to the judgy thing, I I work with a guy who's a a pretty conservative Christian. When it comes to and by conservative, I mean he, his belief system is is what as it relates to Christianity is very conservative. Um, and so his belief is that there are two genders: there's male and female, and if somebody has self-identified as a different gender than their biological gender. He does not acknowledge that. So let's take somebody like that. And we talked, and I can't remember if, if when Sean was on a few weeks ago, whether he, he told a story and I don't remember if this was something we, we recorded or not, but a friend of, uh, of the family who, had uh, identified as female, so biological male, or the vice versa. I can't, I think it was a female who identified as male. And um, so Sean's experience was that you want to be called Frank or whatever. It's not Frank, but okay. So you want to be called Frank, I'll call you Frank. And um, this other guy that I work with is, no, your name is Francine. I'm going to call you Francine. And so, um, I like the the idea of separating curiosity for concern and curiosity for gossip. Um, so I think that's important. But then the other thing is, um, if if I hold a strong belief that is contrary to your decision, then how do I avoid being judgy? Allison. <laughs> I'm going to start seeing that. I need to. I need to program the Jeopardy theme into one of these. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard. It's hard when you have uh, beliefs that you, I mean, obviously think are right, mm-hmm. and especially if they've never been challenged in the past. Okay. It's yeah. Hard to accept someone else's ideas. So talk more about that. (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's just, it's just hard. It's just hard. It's just hard. (laughs) So I'm not getting an answer yet. (laughs) 
I don't know how to answer that. It's it takes a lot of self reflection, I think, to get to the point where you can accept someone else's choices, even if it goes against something you believe so strongly about. So, um, I think as I'm sitting here thinking about this, um, I'm, I'm starting to think that if I have a situation like that, where somebody has, has made a decision that, that is against my core beliefs, then maybe I'm the one that, that needs to change. I, I can't wait for them to make a change in their behavior or yeah, in their behavior. Maybe I need to make a change, not necessarily in my belief, but in my, my ability to, or my willingness to accept and love, just love everyone. <laughs> Sounds like something Annette said before. <laughs> I was going to actually quote um, Annette. Oh, that's fantastic. I'm going to quote myself in this uh, episode. And say, um, yeah. That's it. That's all I get is yeah. Well, you know, I'm quoting myself talking about they're not asking for your acceptance. They're not asking for your, sorry, approval. They're not like in a situation like that. If I do something that you don't agree with, I'm not asking for your approval. Yeah. And and if you call yourself, and I'm not trying to be like controversial or incite bad feelings in anybody, but if you're calling yourself a Christian, it's because you follow Christ. Mm-hmm. And the example that he set was love everybody, mm-hmm. even the lepers, even the prostitutes. Mm-hmm. Even the lawyers, even the poor people, even the people that, like, did things that were wrong, he loved them all. Mm-hmm. And and he treated them kindly. And so, even yeah. when they did things that he didn't do, right? He wasn't mm-hmm. doing those things, you know, as far as we know. Right. And so, I don't think it just because we wouldn't do it doesn't mean we have to shun the person or the behavior and we can embrace the person and still be good Christians. Mm -hmm. And Allison is nodding her head. Yes. I think that's all you have to add is a little head nod. No, I think sometimes it's, I don't know if it's easier or harder, but when it's someone that you are close to and you love and they, I don't know, choose something different than what you believe. Say it's your friend or your sibling who um, comes out as gay or something. That's that's a hard time to learn how to love someone with different beliefs. Mm-hmm. Because then it's really the struggle between... Like, I love them, but they're doing something different, something that, you know, was never close enough to me to realize, like, that they're human, too. And 
that they need love and connection just as much as everyone else. And that's a hard situation to be in to, but at the same time, it's also easier to realize that about other people that you don't know when you have someone that's close to you. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? I think so. (laughs) And that says yes. As long as she understands them. That's what matters. Yeah. (laughs) So when it comes to, to, um, when it comes to being judgy, I was going to say feeling judgmental, but I, I like being judgy better. I think that's got a better, um, I, it, it fits, it fits better because (laughs) I feel like I'm judgy so much. So when it comes to, to being judgy, um, is it fair to assume that there's probably something going on in their life that made their current decisions the, that I disagree with the, the most reasonable course of action for them to take? I think that's absolutely fair. So do I have to know what those situations are, the circumstances that led to that? Or is there a way that I can feel that love and compassion without necessarily knowing the details of their, of their life? Well, let me ask you, I'm going to pull a Jim Williams and answer with a question. Oh, I love it. Yes. Um, I'm going to turn to an with, Allison with have her answer. <laughs> with your experience that you have with that young man. The one in the, in the, the sweats in the chapel. In the sweats. Mm-hmm. Had he, if you had just sat down and said and ha- said hi and recognized him, and he didn't tell you any of the other stuff, mm-hmm. would it still? Do you think? Do you speculate? Would it still have changed your judgy attitude because you knew him? Um, I think that um, there's there's a chance that I would have been judgy if I knew him more of a chance well I did know him but more of a chance than if I didn't know him because I think if I had if I'd sat down next to him and I didn't know him I probably would have chickened out and not said something but I think as I think back on the on the situation which memory is flawed anyways but I'm not saying my memory is flawed I'm just saying memory is flawed but the way that I want to believe that this happened is I sat down with I sat down next to him and as I was sitting down felt like it was okay. I didn't have to correct anything. I was, I just needed to love. And um, so I did. And then I recognized him and it all, and it all kind of worked really well that I was able to have this conversation with him and he opened up to me. But I think that had I just recognized him, um, in the absence of that feeling, I might have said, you know, this really isn't the place for sweats. And I'm a, I'm a, I don't think I would have said that to somebody, to somebody I don't know. I'm afraid that I might have said that to somebody that I did know if I didn't have that prompting. So what was going on that you got that prompting then? I was probably being righteous. Probably dressed <laughs> in your church clothes. I was church. I was at church. I was in my church clothes with my matching socks and ties. I don't, I don't remember if I wore 
matching socks and ties back then. Was it in your Christmas suit? I was not in my Christmas suit that day. <laughs> Probably can feel the spirit in that. Uh, I feel a spirit. I don't know if it's the right spirit. <laughs> no, I think because no, I I'm I'm getting better, but uh, at at the the feelings of judginess. But there are times that it is it is really a challenge for me. I hear somebody. Make it. I hear that somebody has made a decision, or I see something that um, just doesn't resonate with me, and it is really tempting for me to. I don't. I don't go to them. I'm not that bold. Maybe I'm a big. You just chicken. talk about them behind their back. Absolutely. <laughs> Did you see this? But I'm. I know that that's not. That's not productive. Um, uh, I know it's not productive. But. So and that's why that's why I want to talk about this. What do I do so that I I can recognize? I know the answer. You know, I can I can look at the scriptures and and I know that uh, all you need to do is love people. And but it doesn't it doesn't necessarily make it easy when when somebody is um actively doing something that I that I disagree with. And it may be, it may be something that, Oh, you're laughing at me now. What's that about? <laughs> Just laughing at what I'm going to say. Oh, go ahead. I want to hear it. No, I finished your thought. I don't know that I have any more of the thought. Welcome to my, Welcome to my TED talk. <laughs> <laughs> TED talk. That's awesome. So like, I don't want to, come across in any way shape or form that i'm great at this because i'm still working on this Mm -hmm. of giving people the benefit of the doubt and sometimes that involves making up a story in my head as far as why that particular situation is happening you know Mm -hmm. or um trying to working really hard to try and replace that judgy thought with you know, questions in my own mind, you know, I don't, I don't know what their past experience was. I don't know, you know, what they're dealing with. I don't know what their morning was like. I don't know if they have special needs kids and, and maybe that's why their kids running around screaming. Like, I, you know, I don't, I don't know any of those things. And so like, so what I'm like me personally, what, because of times in my past when I blew it, Mm-hmm. You know, where I, I told the girl she needed to change her clothes or not come, mm-hmm. or I said, you have to go to the class that's your age. And then they stopped coming to, they said uh, they didn't want to, they wanted to go to the younger class. And so they stopped coming to church and I'm just going, man, that was just, that I, I missed it there, mm-hmm. you know? So I'm not in any way perfect at it yet. I'm, trying to learn from past experiences and times where I screwed up, but just going back to my, my soapbox broken record of. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we'll have an episode of. I'm not even going to say that this time. Okay, go ahead. What's more important, the experience or your point of view, like Mm. pointing out that they're not dressed appropriately or having them be there to feel the spirit. Right making them feel welcome or correcting their 
you know, the fact that they came in reeking of cigarette smoke Mm -hmm. and this is a church or, um, you know, pointing out that they, they shouldn't come dressed in a pantsuit Mm because they're female, but that's maybe just your own opinion. Right. And that women shouldn't wear pantsuits to to church, but maybe that's all they had. Mm -hmm. Maybe they lost all their stuff in a fire or maybe they have like some crazy skin thing on their legs and they don't feel comfortable showing their legs. You know, there's like, Mm -hmm. and so, so for me, I just like trying to just focus on what experience I want this person to walk away from after Mm -hmm. interacting with me. And, and that comes down to just being loving. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) I was not expecting that ending. Surprise. (laughs) So I like the, um, I like to focus on, on other people's experience with you and what's the most important. Is it how, because I think we have the, I have, I think we have the ability to influence an interaction in such a way that people have a positive experience or, or negative experience. And um, as I think about it, my bad attitude about somebody is no reason for me to, to behave in a way that they have a negative experience, that they feel less or they feel worse about themselves. And that takes some discipline. That takes some practice. So I also like the fact that you, you talked about how you're still trying to you're trying to to get better at that. I think that's yeah. something that is a, a lifelong pursuit because we've talked in uh, in past episodes about the thought that pops into your head about um, they shouldn't be doing that or they shouldn't be dressed that way. And the thought may be natural, but the um, the the way we respond to that thought, the way that we follow up that thought, is not necessarily. Um, it, it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to follow that thought. So I talked a couple of weeks ago about the natural man and the um, the overcoming the natural man, dealing with the enticings of the, the Holy Spirit is what's going to help lead us, I think, in that direction. Thoughts? Agree? Disagree? I, I agree, actually, this time with you. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's fantastic. I'm glad somebody agrees with me occasionally. Occasionally. So what about you, Allison? Thoughts? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Just love oh, people. Just love people. Um, yeah, no, I agree with what's been said. So last couple of thoughts. I'll just I'll summarize a couple of things. And if you either of you have anything you want to add, we'll do that. And otherwise we'll see you next week. Last couple of things, love people. Of course, that's what Annette's gonna say, but she can come back and say it herself as well. But um Assume that there's something else that you don't know. She's doing a little heart shape with her hands. I love it. Assume that there's something that you don't know. There's a reason that people are making decisions that they make. Um, going back to what we talked about a couple of months ago, the, we don't have to know the answers. We don't have to know what they're going through. We don't have to ask the questions. Um, it may not be appropriate to ask the questions to to get into their uh, their behavior, but we can just assume that they're doing the best that they can. And their best may be different than your best. And that's okay. It doesn't, we don't have to all be at the same best at the same time. And I don't know. Is there anything else? What else would you add, Allison? 
The only other thing that I was thinking about is, like I said before, um, your right might not be someone else's right, mm-hmm. or something that's right for them may not be right for you. That's true. It should be. Everybody should have my right. But they should, but they don't. They don't. That's true. Dang it. I'll yeah. keep working on them. <laughs> Good luck. Exactly. Anything you want to add, Annette? Yeah, just just um, what Allison said. You know, like, their, your experience might be different than their experience. Mm-hmm. And so they, they have a different approach. And there may, may be something different that you need to learn from a specific experience than someone else would need to learn from that same experience. That's true. I was almost expecting you, Net, to say that you were going to quote Allison, quoting you, <laughs> that we should just love people. Well, I was, but you interrupted me. <laughs> Continue, please. I was just going to quote Allison, <laughs> quoting myself, saying, <laughs> just be loving. Love you. I love it. Well, that's fantastic. So now we all have the answers on how to not be judgy. So that's good. So let's just be not judgy. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Be we'll, fudgy. Be, be what? Fudgy. Fudgy? Chocolate. Fudgy's okay. fine. Judgy, not so cool. <laughs> all right. Thanks for fudgy. listening. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to Chocolate Cake Bites. Please like, share, subscribe, and give us a five-star rating and review. We'd love to hear your comments and ideas, and you can reach out to me at ken at chocolatecakebites.com. And before you end the day, take a few minutes to consider, who do you know who needs chocolate cake? <laughs>